Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Huntington here from Niche Site Project, and this is The Doug Show. Today, in this episode, we're going to talk to Mark Mars from Niche Website Builders, one of my friends. It's always fun to have Mark on the show, and we we do have a little bit of a, a promo, at least if you are listening to this or watching it right when it's released. So with Niche Website Builders, you'll be able to get a discount on uh, link building packages, a 15% discount or 15% additional content if you order one of the content packages. And I'm also offering up uh, a bonus. I usually don't do this and I'm not going to go into too many details so I can just bring Mark on here, but check out the show notes and you'll be able to find out what that bonus is. And Mark, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I like that little teaser. You have to go to the show notes to find out what, yeah, what the bonus is. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Thanks. How are you, Doug? Doing awesome today. It's always, like I said, it's always fun to talk to you and hear what's going on at the agency and within your portfolio. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Like what's working, um, maybe a couple other details along those lines. And I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people, but since you're running the agency, you have a lot more data and a lot more information and you're having a lot more conversations. So before we get into the specifics, how's everything going? Any new products or anything interesting over at Niche Website Builders? Uh, no, 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 particularly not, no new products in particular. Um, you know, we recently launched the FAQ content, um, which we'll talk a little bit about today. Kind of, we're seeing more and more results from that now. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the, yeah, that's kind of the main thing that, that that's newish within the agency. So no, no other new services, just more of the same and improving our processes all the time. Awesome. Very cool. Well, let's get into the specific actionable areas. And one of them is, um, it looks like you're trying to do some uh, smart branding here. So you're calling it tomb rating mm -hmm. SEO. So what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, taking a leaf out of your book, Doug, with the KGR, you know. So, you know, we decided to give it a name because we're using this a lot and we're trying to explain it to, to, to clients. It's something that we've been... It's something that we tried out. It's, it's, it's not rocket science when you, when you hear what it is, but it's kind of like a cool way to, to do some keyword research, essentially. Um, but, um, yeah, we wanted to give it a name because we, we, we talk to people about it all the time, and actually we just wanted people to become familiar with what we're talking about We're having to explain many steps of the process before we understand what it is. So, so yeah, we call it Tomb Raiding SEO. Um, essentially, um, we're using this mostly with our expired domain packages, although it, it applies to any site that already has some authority. It's already an existing site. So you can't really do this technique if your site is brand new and you've got no authority whatsoever. And I'll explain why. So basically what, what we're doing here is uh, when we start with an expired domain or an existing site, we take a look, usually at uh, Ahrefs, to take a look at all of the competitors uh, that are within that, within that space. Um, so we dig out the biggest list that we can find of direct competitors of the, of the site that we're working on or the domain that we're working with. And then we use uh, some of the industry metrics like trust flow and uh, domain rating, uh, domain authority. And we basically take those metrics from all of the sites that, and all of the competitors that we found, including our own site. And then we simply just add up all of those metrics. So it's, it's like six metrics that we have. We add them all up. 
Um, and that gives us a number at the end. And, and then we just order the sites, including our, us and the competitors, um, from, you know, the highest number to the lowest number. And what's happening here is that, you know, we're trying to, to work out where our site or where our domain exists in the competitor landscape, you know, what sites are, would we deem as a higher authority than us and what sites would we deem as a lower authority. And by using a number of different metrics, we're kind of um, trying to level out that playing field because not none of the metrics are, you know, endorsed by Google. They're all kind of, they all have kind of slightly different numbers. So by using many, several different metrics, we're just trying to hopefully kind of flatten that kind of margin for error. But it's, and it's not perfect, but it's the tools that we've got to work with and the metrics we've got to work with. So, yeah, so we get to that point where we, we know then which sites are above us and which sites are below us uh, in terms of authority. And then we take a look at all, all of the sites that are below us and see what keywords they're ranking for and what pages they're ranking for. And that um, and what we're essentially doing here is saying, well, if, you know, th th if these pages are a lower authority than us and they can rank for these terms and they're getting traffic for these terms, chances are that we can rank for these terms as well. And when you think about it, you know, if you do, you know, in inverted commas, traditional keyword research, where you're just maybe using keyword, uh, uh, sorry, keyword difficulty scores or domain rating or something to try and, oh, sorry, keyword difficulty scores to try and work out what, to try and find those low authority keywords. Generally what happens is you'll write a load of content and a whole bunch of it won't rank and will never, never will rank. And you'll, you'll generally find that, you know, averaged out like 20% of your content is like 80% of your traffic. And so what we what we found here and what we're trying to do here is say is actually kind of increase that number. So actually we, we because we've because the sites below us have already done the hard work in work in doing that keyword research, ranking for what they are able to rank for, we can essentially raid in the tomb raiding expression, raid them for their best keywords and their best pages, with the thought being that if they can rank for them, then then so can we. Um, and that's essentially kind of our process that we've been using. And we've been doing this since the, since the end of last year. And we just continue to see really good results for it. Um, and we're just doing, using that more and more for existing sites and, um, um, it, uh, uh, age domains. Got it. Uh, and, so can you tell us the, all, all the metrics that you're adding together? So you have six of them, you said? I th yeah, I think at the top of my head, it's the domain rating, um, uh, URL rating. So the, the, the AHS metrics, domain authority, page authority, trust flow and citation flow. There may be eight, but I think it's, I think it's those six that we're using. Okay. And obviously some of those are page level and some are domain level. So are you just looking at the main domain URL and then looking at yeah. all the keywords? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. So you're not just to be clear for everyone watching. So you're not necessarily looking at every single page in every URL rating, the UR and in, in every individual. No, 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 no. Okay. That's right. No, yeah. Okay. And, and I guess, uh, and I guess the next step actually is one, one thing I've missed that when we get to that point is that, um, we're then for the page for the site that we've found that's ranking for a specific keyword or ranks ranking a specific page. We then try to use, you know, effectively correlate that page with the page that we create. So we'll, we'll roughly work out the number of, um, uh, 
words or we'll work out the number of words that that page is and generally we had we had around about around, add around 10 percent, so that we can kind of go to a little bit more detail but also it gets us to add we're able to add in some maybe faqs to just give it a little bit more kind of topical authority as well so we try to cover the same stuff that's already on that page because we want it to you know they managed to rank with the, the way that they've structured the article and the topics that they've included so we try to include that the same um and then maybe add a little bit more and like i say some faqs just to make it actually better than the article that's already there um nice. and so we're not having to use like correlation tools like uh, surfer or market news or anything like that um because we're just correlating against one page we're not trying to correlate against against the top 10 or the top three or whatever and actually we find that you know, it's just keyword research is easier and it and it's more effective this way around because you're just finding the the easy pages first rather than trying to find a keyword, you use something like Surfer, you find that, you know, you want to correlate against the top 10, but all the top 10 are like much more higher, like higher authority than you. And you have to kind of either, <laughs> you probably just have to give up on that keyword because you're not going to rank for it. And then you have to go do it again and again and again and again. Um, sure. And until you find some decent keywords that you can you know, rank for. And so, yeah, we generally correlate against the one page that is ranking that we know what is working for somebody else. <sighs> Nice. And that's a good shortcut. I remember when we first started working together, I did ask like about any on site or content optimization tools. There's many of them out there. So, um, and, and you mentioned this, which I mean, it makes, it makes good sense. I mean, you're just going straight to the individual source, which you're basing the content and the keyword competition from. So that makes sense to me. Are there any, pitfalls with this do people need to watch out have you seen or heard of anyone making a mistake while trying to implement now that you're you know sharing these kind of techniques we've only just started publicly well we've been sharing the technique for a little while but we've only just given it first actually giving it a name so i'm not i'm not sure of anyone outside us that's doing that's that's following that technique i'd love to know if anybody is or has um it's it's reasonably foolproof, I would say. I mean, the, the, I guess the one thing you've got to make sure is that you're picking the right competitors. Once you've done that, the rest should be pretty straightforward. As long as you know how to a, use Ahrefs and see which pages are ranking for a site and are able to dig into that data a little bit, then, um, then yeah, it's, it should be pretty straightforward. Yeah, I can't think of anything other than if someone just pulls the, the stats wrong out of a tool, which would just be yeah. you know, a, a plain old mistake. But yeah, it seems fairly straightforward. Or, I mean, the other thing is I, I see this a lot with KGR is the content's just shitty. Like if someone writes it and it's just really bad and it's poor grammar and someone won't get past the intro, well, that's just mm-hmm. not going to work because it's so poorly written. And sometimes people they don't know how bad the content is and they just don't have an eye to judge like how, how poor it is. I see that far too often. It's kind of amazing these days. So yeah. yeah All right. Any, anything else with the, the tomb rating to throw in before we move on? No, I think the only thing is I'd say that, you know, I've, I, we've, we've got lots of good examples of this, but I've, I use this on one of my sites for my, from my own portfolio as well. Um, which I started around about November last year. Um, so what are we eight or nine months in? Um, the site's getting around 125,000 visitors a month at the moment from about 200, 200 pages. So it's, it's, it's purely info content. Um, it's the niche that it's in pretty much lent itself only 
mostly to niche to, to info content is there probably will be some other ways, but it's, there's not products or anything like that. Um, but yeah, we, I used this technique when we, and this is when we were first kind of trying it out. And this was one of the test sites that we, that we did. And, um, yeah, it grew, yeah, it just grew really quickly. Once, once, um, it was an expired, so well, I should say it was an expired domain, but it was quite low, low. It was like a DR12, something along those lines. It had just under a hundred referring domains. Um, and yeah, over, after a couple of months, it really started to take off. Uh, it's got, like I say, it's 125,000, um, sessions a month, um, from, um, from, 200 or so pages. So, um, just, I just, I've been a bit slow, but I've just got that sort of approved on Azoic now. So we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But in theory, 120,000, uh, page views, it should, it should be going maybe two and a half thousand a month, maybe 3,000 even. So we'll see, we'll see what that comes out of that. Very cool. And you said you just got it approved for Azoic? Uh huh. Yep. And were you monetizing at all before? No, no. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. I haven't, I haven't got, just didn't got around to it yet. But. Gotcha. And actually I was going to ask, you know, re- related, I have, I have a couple sites where I've, I'm still letting them grow and I haven't started monetizing them much. So you said you just didn't get around to it. Is there some threshold that you were, you know, sort of waiting for or would advise people to wait for when they're growing a site and they have the flexibility? It just grew. It just grew pretty quickly. You know, it's, it's, it, you know a few months ago it was twenty, 20 thirty thousand, and then and and then suddenly it just grew really quickly. To, so, and then you know there's the approval process, which takes a couple of weeks for a Zoic. But there's no threshold uh, now with the Zoic. You can kind of get in uh, any level. Where it used to be ten thousand sessions. So, um, yeah, you, you, as long as your site meets certain criteria you can get in uh, at the lower level now as well so there's no there was no there's no reason for waiting other than i was just busy doing other stuff right it grew a little <laughs> too fast awesome yeah we'll have to check back in once it's um <clears throat> you know been able to be optimized and all that kind of stuff so very cool yep. and just curious how so it's 200 articles about if you had to estimate like the average article length for those 200 articles yeah, I do know. I did know this. It's around, I think it's around 1300, uh, th- yeah, 1300 words. So not, not, they're not huge long articles and they're all re- well, actually, no, that's a lot. There are, there are some that are particularly long and there are some that are particularly short, but generally they're all around in that range. Um, just because that's where the competition was and that's, that was good enough to, to rank. So they're not particularly long articles either. So it's not a, a huge number of words given the number of pages really. And then uh, what, what are the plans for it? Are you going to keep adding a lot more keyword or a lot more articles because there are a lot more keywords or are you in an optimization phase, adding FAQs and such? No. So um, definitely going to be just to uh, continue to add more keywords. So uh, more pages. So I think I could easily double the number of pages without exhausting everything that I've caught maybe, maybe a little bit more. So it's just a matter of, if there's, if there's going to be enough, I think you could, I could end up writing for quite a long time on these, but, but it's just a matter of like, you know, at some point it's not going to be, there's not going to be enough search volumes for it to be kind of worth continuing to write every single article that could possibly write on this topic. So, um, and are you thinking you're going to sort of keep it for the long haul or is it one you're going to flip potentially? Now for the, for the long haul. So I've been purposely, so 
Adam and I, Adam, the co-founder of Niche Website Builders, like he's he's a fast flipper, so he'll flip stuff within a month or a couple of months. I'm kind of a more of a long, like he he generally buys and then grows and then sells, and whereas I I generally start keep them for longer, like a year or two, and then sell. And I've always had that kind of sell point in mind, but I just recently I've kind of wanted to just build in like a foundation of sites that are just for cash flow that I'm going to keep for a much longer period of time. I don't know how many years, but they're not really designed to sell. They're just designed to make, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand uh, a month just for a, on an ongoing basis. And I just kind of maintain them. So uh, I'm kind of continuing to do the flip thing with other sites, but I just want to add this additional level of just like, these are just ones that uh, info sites, uh, info evergreen sites that should just last forever. Um, and also just keep an eye on them. So. Here's a word from Otis and here's something cool. You can save 30% on all the domains that you want to buy. That is good through the end of August. So depending on when you check this out, it may or may not have been passed, but right now it is August. So you can save 30%. And if you join using my uh, link, then you can get $100 into your account, which I greatly appreciate. So you can check out Otis. And that is a place where you can get age domains. I say it's the, the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The featured domain for today is called My Growing Home. This is going to give you quite a platform. It was a mom blog, so she covered all sorts of things. And we're going to take a look at the Wayback Machine here in a second, but she covered sewing, photography, home design, event planning, and that sort of thing. This site was created in 2011, so it's 10 years old. The domain rating is currently 12. It was as high as 30 in the past, and the domain authority is 30. It's a pretty brandable uh, domain name, depending on some of the keywords that you may go after. It might you know, apply, but my growing home gives you a pretty broad brand to build upon. Like I said, this is, uh, it was a mom blog. So when you take a look at the Wayback Machine, you see this nice lady with her, her two kids. It uh, looks really nice. And I wonder, uh, I bet the kids are all grown up now because <laughs> it's been, it's been 10 years and there's uh, quite a few different entries over on the Wayback Machine all the way through, I would say, like 2017 or so. So you can have a look and, and check out some of the old content. And like I said, it was just a mom blog back then and tons of topics. And if you're not in the mom blog uh, reading demographic, as I am not myself, there are DIY projects, kid art projects, celebrations, recipes, favorite products, and that kind of encompasses, well, damn near anything you want to include on the site. When I take a look over at Hrefs, as I mentioned before, the domain rating is 12. There are 258 referring domains currently, and there are 229 of those are do follow. There are something like 3,600 do follow backlinks total. But of course, those just come from the 229 different domains. When um, I think about some of the things that you could do with this site, I mean, again, there, there's so many 
there's so many different products that you can cover. And since it was sort of craft oriented and there's kids projects and stuff like that, it kind of lends itself for those affiliate reviews, number one, because uh, perhaps you have sewing machines or there was a mention of photography. There's some other things where there are high dollar products and a lot of different products and accessories to go along with both sewing and photography. So it gives you a pretty broad scope. Plus there are many uh, little gadgets and things that you might need for other craft kind of projects. That said, it's also uh, DIY and how to. So maybe someone already has the, the equipment they need, but you're showing them what to do. So those are informational posts, which would be perfect for ads. Uh, there was a whole section for recipes, which again, ads are going to be perfect for that. There are, you know, several other ways you could refer people to courses and, and all that kind of stuff. There are Skillshare classes, other custom courses or individual courses put out by individual creators. So you could check those out as well. Again, you can save 30% on your domains at Otis during the month of August. So definitely check it out. If you join with my affiliate link and you uh, make a purchase, I might earn a commission. But the thing is, you get $100 into your account. So it's a win-win situation. Thanks to Otis. Really appreciate their backing and support for these shows. Very cool. Yeah. So moving on to a product you mentioned before, one that I really like and just a technique that I enjoy is the FAQ service. So essentially that is adding frequently asked questions, but do you want to dive into some of the the differences in the way that, that you guys implement and maybe some of the results if you have any examples uh, you know, fresh in mind? Yeah, so we do some. We've got we've kind of uh, used some tools, but use some uh, some of the tools that we've been developed kind of internally to really mine like all of the FAQs that we can find on specific topics. So we we end up normally with a few hundred kind of FAQ uh, questions, or, or many hundred, in fact. And then, then we have to consolidate them down and work out, um, you know, which ones are kind of that's basically asking the same question, but a different way. Um, and we generally do that by it's simply like Googling them. And if you end up with the same results by Googling two different questions, you've basically got the same search intent. So you kind of need to decide which one you're going to use. Um, and you can kind of, um, yeah, that, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that, but that's, that, that's, that's kind of what we're doing. So, Without FAQ service, there's there's two ways that you can use it. You, you and, and and both have been really effective for us. Is you're just literally doing it as a keyword research thing. So you're essentially answering question a, a question, depending how long the answer is, or a series of questions on a topic, uh, and and create an article out of it. Um, and those can be like you know really good as for kind of new articles, but it also works great for supplementing existing articles. So you know once you've once you've uh, written some articles and they've been sitting around for a year or two, you really should be looking to refresh them because they've they've been sitting there for a while. They're growing stale. Google's going to eventually kind of just let them, uh, you know, ride off as newer articles kind of uh, come into play and, and rank uh, above you. So you kind of want to kind of try and keep them fresh. So um, 
this is a great like an easy way really of kind of just add, just adding some content to existing content and uh, changing the, the published date and refreshing that that, that content um, but also generally you know it, it can really help improve you know what what you had before because you know google wants whichever article you write it wants you to answer answer the questions of the searcher so if you're adding some some of those questions that are commonly asked within the topic that that article is about then google's going to more likely see much more favorably because you're asking some of the, the questions that people are asking and, and that google are telling us they're asking with the people also asked uh, boxes um so um so that's generally the way that we use it and um, again we're just finding you know th- there is varying success with the uh, with the FAQs stuff, but generally, you know, if we end up creating a, a bunch of content, generally we will, you know, we're overall we'll see kind of positive results for, on existing articles. But also, it's great, as I say, for new articles because you're covering a lot of questions being answered in in one go on a topic. And <laughs> you mentioned maybe combining a series of questions. How do you sort of determine that? Um, is it you know, fairly manual and you just think about, oh, I can group these questions because they're all about um, digital SLR cameras that people use for YouTube. So, you know, all right, all these questions are about that. I'll just throw them in. It's 1300 yeah. words or so. This will be great. So we're using um, Keyword Cupid to do some of that clustering for us. So it's slightly less manual. So, um Within yeah, within keyword Cupid, you're you're able to do that. So you're able to throw it in kind of a bunch of keywords, and it kind of will cluster them for you. We're still doing certain, like a manual exercise after because it's it's not always 100. Uh, percent It doesn't always 100 percent make sense. So it kind of has like needs a sanity check from a real human being. Um, but yeah, that's generally kind of the way that we're doing it. So um, yeah, it cuts down on cuts down on the manual time. Okay. And I think, you know, like I asked before, any issues with, you know, using this technique and you already covered part of it where searcher intent is something that you could check by Googling similar terms and seeing if you get the same results just in a different order, something like that. So any other issues with using the FAQ technique? Um. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything, anything off the top of my head. I'll tell you what, you, um, Adam deals with this stuff all the time because he's doing, he's, he's, he's doing the keyword research for the content stuff. So he'll probably have some better answers. So if you, if you, I think you're going Adam on in a few weeks time on the, on the podcast. So yeah, ask him that question. He, he might have some better, better answers for you, but I can't think of anything, but he's involved more in the day to day of that. Okay. And just, I was going to say, I know I've seen a lot of like, great impacts when I've done this for the last several years. And I know one site that I've neglected funny enough, especially from an SEO standpoint is niche site project, especially going back and updating things. So for example, there's things that I I wrote a few years ago and I've updated them over time. And I kind of, I like, honestly, I don't have much else to say on it. Like I think it stands. I am resisting going back to update things and refresh them like you're talking about and maybe adding FAQs. And it's only a matter of time where I'm going to like have to go back and do those sort of things, but it is 
it's funny, a lot of SEOs or marketing people neglect their own sites and do, I mean, we have our <laughs> own, we have our own affiliate marketing sites or our own content sites where we're, we're implementing better, but I know it's really easy to not blog and not post on your own site. So I struggle with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. All right. And, and wrapping it up, I know in some of the, uh, pre-recording chat, um, a lot of this is really just about content. So I know you kind of wanted to make a point about that, but um, yeah, what, what do you have to say around that? It's all about content. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's, I think, I think the reason I kind of want to, like, uh, to mention this is that, uh, you know, see, there's lots of things people are talking about, about core web vitals and you know, kind of other kind of issue things with, with Google uh, you know, Google updates and things like that. And at, at the end of the day, um, you know, the way that we do it, the way we do it with our own sites and our, you know, our own portfolios, but also kind of what we try to do with clients is that you know, at the end of the day, if you just keep churning out content that's been well, you know, got good, some good research behind it and keep, keep publishing new content, you know, you're going to get there in the end. You're going to be success. You're going to be successful. And I, and I did to that, you know, links is also, I mean, content's still number one. You can't, you can't, you can't get anywhere without any content. You got to have content, but then, you know, links is still a quick, a close second. And what, what we've kind of found it's in some of this process for when we're doing this tomb raiding SEO is that sometimes we see some real outlier sites. So we'll see a site that's a DR one. That's got kind of no, no links to it, you know, barely. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's an outlier. It's outranking sites that are much higher authority. Um, and they're great if you can find those because they're obviously doing something right because they're not, they haven't got, you know, they haven't got the authority. They haven't got the backlinks yet. They're still energy. So that would suggest that on page is, you know, where they've got it right. So that's why we try and correlate against those, those sites. Um, however, you know, more and more when I'm kind of researching these sites and, and seeing uh, these outliers, um, I'm seeing that generally over time it kind of catches up with them. So they might have extraordinary growth, growth, um, um, but eventually their, their lack of authority kind of catches up with them and, and they, you start to see them coming down the other side a little bit or, or a lot in some cases. And um, I think that's just because of, yeah, like I say, the, Google catches up with their lack of authority. So, um, now I think once you start to really get some traction and, and get with some content, if you've got a brand new domain, you haven't, you know, you're not using an expired domain, then definitely I think once you start seeing that traction, it's just to, it's just to, uh, firm up that kind of, um, success that you're having with some links. Um, and, and I think, you know, things are going to stand in, in better stead kind of longer, longer term. Very good. And I know I, I have seen some of those anomalies as well. And you've tried to figure out, oh, how is this site getting so much estimated traffic based on the tools that we have like Hrefs or SEMrush with, you know, virtually no links. And, you know, like you said, potentially Google catches up with them and they see, oh, there's there's hardly any authority. Like it's kind of weird, but then also with a tomb rating strategy, there's SEOs out there that are identifying and then they're publishing similar content. So the, the traffic drops, even if you know, nothing else changes just because, uh -huh. you know, maybe you're, 
you're working on uh, link building or you're working on an age domain, for example. And your example was great too on the all info site with 200 posts. It really, I mean, it had a handful of links. So you said around a hundred, but the domain rating was like 12, which is fairly modest. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty low. Like someone can get a site built up to that in not too long. I mean, I would say a few months to be able to hit a DR of 12. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'll give uh, you know one one little plug. We haven't talked too much about link building, but one of the services that people can get a discount on is the Shotgun Skyscraper, right? So that'll be fifteen percent cheaper. That's right. Okay. And you, you guys worked on a campaign for me, and it was a a brand new site, and you guys took it to about a dr forty eight or forty nine. In about six months or so now, I know some people are nervous to build links to a brand new site, but I'm a marketer. And when I've launched new stuff, like I have a new podcast, I've told a lot of people about it. And guess what? It has a lot of links because I know a lot of people and my partner, he knows a lot of people too. So it's not that weird if you have a plan and you're a marketer, like that's what people do. They market their stuff. So anyway, I, I had you guys uh, work with me for several months. You did an awesome job. And I know a lot of people that I referred had great success with the shotgun skyscraper as well. So um, I, I hope it's still, you know, running as well. I've pulled back the throttle on that, but any comments on the, the shotgun campaigns that may be going on? Yeah, so uh, what I would say a couple of things is one, um, the like people vast. What I found is people vastly underestimate how many links you can build and the velocity you can build. Yes, you don't want to go too crazy, but actually the number of links you can build each month and 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 still be within that kind of safe zone is a lot higher than than people think. You know, people start thinking once you get to five a month, they're like, well, like kind of slow down on a new site, but it it's it's not you know. If you're if you're doing twenty five a month, even on the new site, it's 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 fine. Like we've seen, we've done it time and time again, and and, and not seen any kind of negative impact on that. So I think all I say is like the threshold is higher than you think for like what's acceptable or not. Now, if you're trying to build a hundred links a day, then that might be something that's a bit more of a problem. Um, so that's what the first thing. But at like you know twenty five less than one a day. Like you say, if somebody's launched a new site, there's no reason why they couldn't kind of get that uh, if they've got an audience or, or or are able to share it or something. Um, second thing I'd say is that you know it's Shotgun's still working. Like you know, we had we had a period where when we first launched the Shotgun service over, over a year ago, now we were able to get like lots and lots of free links, and it was great. And we kind of had to adapt the service as we go as people come more savvy about uh the value of links and 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 having to pay more 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 of the time for links but that doesn't doesn't mean just because you know there's very there's a concern amongst a lot of people that if you're paying for a link it's bad you know like whereas the same link i could have got a month ago before was free and now they've clocked on so they're charging us and therefore now it's bad um you know it just it doesn't quite work like that so you know, yes, you might have to pay for some links now. Um, yes, you can still get some free ones if you want, but they're kind of, it's, it's not as easy as it once was. But um, yeah, as long as you do some due, proper due diligence on the sites that you're getting the links from and you're making sure that they, that the, you know, that, that, they're, that they're good, they're not link farms. Um, and and, and we've, I think we've done a podcast before on like the, the things you should look out for when like uh, 
building links from sites that um so as long as you're doing that due diligence then it's still good and it's still it's still a great way of it's still a relatively cheap way of requiring links you know, even through our service compared to our, our link pack service or other guest posting services um, it's still a really good value and you get a, a shotgun skyscraper piece of content as well to included within that price as well and, yeah. and one one last uh question around that how many so you get this great skyscraper article and i think the ones that you wrote for me were you know three four thousand words or so so really really comprehensive a lot of mm-hmm. different topics in there how many internal links from that skyscraper post do you recommend like to to try to spread that link juice to other parts of a person's site um it's, it's i don't think there's a limit on it i just it's just to know that if you are the more pages that you that you that you add links to the more you're going to dilute you're going to reduce the amount of link juice that you're passing to each page so the number of outbound links on a page kind of it's kind of like uh, you know, you're, you're splitting it. So all of the link juice that we bring into that skyscraper article, um, if the more pages you're linking out to, then that's going to divide that link juice that you're providing, spread out, which is fine. You can, and there's no harm in doing that. It's just to be aware if you want to specifically rank a couple of different pages, then maybe you just uh, you just choose one or two and pass as much as that link juice through as possible. But there's no there's no hard or fast rule. It's just knowing that you're diluting <laughs> if you're doing that. Sure. Got it. Awesome. Well, people can, can check out the deal and, uh, like I said, 15% discount or 15% additional content, depending on what you order. Uh, you have a suite of services and plenty of, you know, options, get the other bonus, which you, you know, you'll have to check the show notes to see what that is, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's pretty good. So, uh, Mark, anything else on your mind before we wrap? I don't think so. Nope. All good. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always good to catch up and have a good evening over there. Great. Thanks.